Hello and welcome back to the PAL with Reb T, the Pirkei Avos Learning with Reb T, this year where we talk a Mishnah of Pirkei Avos per day with sagely commentary and practical advice to say. We are in Season 4. We're looking at Chapter 5, Mishnah 6. Hey, Vav. God willing, we're going to take a week or so hiatus for Pesach, God willing, then we're going to keep trudging through, God willing, we're shooting to finish around mid-May or so, with less than 30 episodes to go, here in Season 4, and Blaineder will take our summer hiatus, and God willing, Blaineder, Mirza Shemle, and her come back with another commentary, hopefully, in the fall. Asara Devarim, talking ten things. Ten things were made on Erev Shabbos. Asara Devarim, Nivra'u Be'erev Shabbos. Ten things were created at the twilight of the eve of the Sabbath. Be'nashmashos, at the twilight. Ve'eluhin, and these are them. Pi Ha'aretz, the mouth of the earth. We're going to talk about what these all mean. But they each have a significance. Pi Ha'be'er, the mouth of the well. Pi Ha'ason, the mouth of the donkey. The Aretz probably referring to the land that swallowed up Korach and his followers. The the well, mouth of well, referring to the water that, that took care of the Jews in the desert. I believe Piha Ason, the mouth of the donkey. So when we're talking about these different things, we're talking about the mouth of the of the land that swallowed Korach and the, the, the well, the rock that Moshe hits for the, the water and the Asun, the mouth of the donkey, of course, in the Parsha of Balak where Bilam and the donkey have a whole altercation. And we'll talk a little bit more about it with Rabbi Yon in a minute. Hakeshes, the rainbow, the Haman, probably referring to the rainbow after the Mabal, the Haman, the man that sustained the Jews in the desert those 40 years, Rahamate, and the staff, probably Moshe's staff. V'yashamir, the special worm that helped make the Beit HaMikdash, carving the stone. Haksav, the writing. V'yachamechtav, the letters. V'yachamechtav, the tablets, probably all referring to the Aseris Adibros, the Shnei Luchot Abrit. V'yashamrim af hamazikim, some say even the demons. U'kvaraso shamosha. Moshe's barrel paste, which we actually have no idea where it is, probably because Hashem didn't want it turned into like idol worship or whatnot. The Elo, the Elo shall Avram Avinu, the ram of Avram Avinu, which of course was found at Akedas Yitzchak and offered up instead of Yitzchak his son. Vyesh Omrim, Aft Tzavas, but Tzavas Asuya, and some say also the first tongues from which all other tongues were made. How do you make tongues by holding tongues with those tongues in the fire? If you don't have tongues. How are you going to do that? It's going to really hurt you. So instead, we need to have original tongues from Hashem itself. So let's look at what Rabbeinu Yonah explains. And also, it's interesting to think about how crucial Erev Shabbos is. How important Erev Shabbos is. All the time, so often, we're unfortunately running and, and, and zipping and moving so quickly on Erev Shabbos. Rabbi J.J. Shachter explains, many years ago we heard a speech from, I think, that Rabbi Salvechik or someone explains... Often we talk about being a Shomer Shabbos Jew, but how often do we talk about being an Arab Shabbos Jew? How often do we think about going into Shabbos calm, relaxed, and prepared, not running to the last minute, not running to the last second, and not going all over the place at the last moment, doing what we can to bring Shabbos into the week, to prepare Shabbos into the week, not just thinking about the twilight, the Bein HaShemosh is the last aspect of Shabbos. Of course, Hashem decided to make these things at that moment for His own reasons. 
But in our life, what we could do, what can we do to be good on Erev Shabbos? Maybe make food early. I used to make food Wednesday and Thursday, pre-remote days, in order to not have to make it the last second of Shabbos. Sometimes we, we set the table for Shabbos on Thursday night, and when, I come, when we come down, it's really nice to see Shabbos already being prepared in the house. And my wife says, I love seeing the table prepared for Shabbos on Friday. Setting up the candles before Shabbos, not the second before. Some people, like myself, light them in order that it's easier for the wife to light them, light them and blow them out so that it's easier for the wicks to take hold when the wife lights them. Setting up the food, setting up the timer, setting up the things, making sure no dishes in the sink or whatever. Trying to make Shabbos ready, not the last second, but being an Arab Shabbos Jew. Hashem, make sure that all these things were created way in advance. We too should make sure that our Shabbos is ready way in advance. What are we going to buy from the supermarket early in the week and save it for Shabbos? Like Beis Shammai and Beis Hillel debate how to best bring in Shabbos. One would set aside on Monday if something better came on Tuesday. The other one had faith in Hashem that the best thing would come closer to Shabbos. Either way, what can we do to set aside to be an Arab Shabbos Jew? Just as we talk here about Arab Shabbos, Bring your mindset to be just Erev Shabbos. Be a Shomer Erev Shabbos, not just a Shomer Shabbat person, not just a Shomer Shabbat Jew, but a Shomer Erev Shabbat Jew. The mindset, the actualities, the actions of making sure it goes into your week, making sure it actually applies during the week before Shabbos and before the last second of Shabbos. So Rabbi Yonah points out 10 things at the eve of the Sabbath, the twilight, the mouth of the earth. This was created to swallow Korach and his congregation from Bamidbar, the mouth of the well, the rock that Moshe hit, the mouth of the donkey. This is Bilaam's donkey, as it says, God opened the mouth of the donkey, the rainbow. We see this in the verse, I've placed my rainbow in the clouds. And this comes from Bereshis, after Noah, after the Mabel, I believe. It was a sign that Hashem wouldn't again bring such a, such a destruction, such a way upon the earth. The manna, this is the manna eaten in the desert, talked about in Shemos. And the staff, this is the staff with, with Moshe, performed God's signs and miracles, talked about in Shemos. The Shamir, this was a type of long worm that Shalmah Hamel used to build the temple. He was not permitted to use iron implements to cut the stones for construction because it didn't want to be made out of weapons that were used for war or used for bloodshed. So Hashem said, no iron. So what did he do? To cut the stones for construction, he would place this worm on a stone and the stone would split. From Gemara Gittin, 68a, as it says, hammers, chisels, or any iron utensils were not heard in the temple when it was being built, which is fascinating from Malachim, Malachim Aleph, very fascinating to, to hear. Nowadays, there's always implements used in houses and whatnot, but for the great grandeur of the Beit HaMikdash, for the Beit HaMikdash, there was no iron. There were no utensils heard. It was peaceful, calm, and done in such a, such a, a relaxed, quiet state with the use of the Shamir. The writing, this is the Torah, which was written before God from the six days of creation in black fire on white fire, pointed out from Yersham Mishkalim. And the letters, this is the shape of the letters that were engraved on the tablets. The tablets, this is the tablets themselves. Some say demons in Moshe's burial place, as it says, no one, no man knows the place where he is buried, from Devarim. And the ram of Amravina, this is the ram that replaced Yitzchak as a sacrifice to God, which was caught in the bush by its horns, as pointed out in Bereshis. Some say first tongues. These are the tongues that a blacksmith uses to hold the hot metal as he fashions it into a utensil. This is taught in Pesachim. In 54a, Rabbi Yehuda says, Tongues can be made only with other tongues. So how were the first tongues made? It must be that they were created by Hashem. They said to him, perhaps it was made with a mold and the metal was poured in with precision. But this is what he says. Since the only way to make tongues is to hold the hot metal in the fire with another pair of tongues, then Hashem made the first one. 
Why did the mission need to list these ten things? To teach us that God created everything only on the condition that its nature would change as necessary. For there's nothing new in the world that was not part of the divine plan from the time of creation. When the sun, moon, and stars were positioned in the sky on the fourth day of creation, God decreed that they would stand still for Yehoshua in Yehoshua Yud. Then Yehoshua spoke to Hashem. He said before the eyes of Israel, Sun, stand still at Givon and moon in the valley of Ayalon. Then the sun stood still and the moon stopped. There was no day like that before it or after it that God listened to the voice of a man. So that was the, it stood still in the time of Yeshua and in Chizkiyahu from Malachim Bet. Yeshaya said, this is the sign for you from Hashem that Hashem will do the matter by which he spoke. Shall the sun move 10 degrees ahead? Shall it go back 10 degrees? Yeshaya the prophet called out to Hashem. He turned the shade backward by 10 degrees from the levels where it had descended to the heights on the heights of Ahaz. He decreed that the sea would split for Israel when they left Egypt and so to all else in creation based on Boratius Rabbah. However, God chose to make these ten things at twilight before the first Shabbos because each one is a departure from nature. We should also realize Shabbos is a departure from the mundane. Shabbos is a departure from nature. Shabbos is Lamala Minateva. Shabbos is Me'ain Olam Haba. We talk about in the Zemiros on Shabbos, it's a taste, a little taste of Olam Haba. When you're able to sit and rest and enjoy your children, enjoy your wife, and that's a big blessing to enjoy your children, people say. Not just to have children, we should all be Zohar, but to enjoy the children. On Shabbos, when we have Menuchat HaNefesh, Menuchat HaGuf, it's different than the nature. The whole week we're running, the whole week we're antsy, the whole week we're... we're Spilkes, we can't sit still. On Shabbos, we have to sit still. On Shabbos, we have to let go of all the acts and works and whatever. Even if your desk is piled high, you have to think as if your work is all done. Put away your hammer, your work is done. The song goes, the famous song goes. It's time to say good Shabbos because all your work is done. Even if it's piled high, you have to think that its work is done. So Shabbos, we should think about how it's different than nature and it's above nature and we should feel that there's a, a spiritual aura like a blue light that spreads metaphorically throughout the house when my wife lights candles i feel that aura the peace permeates the home it should always permeate the home for all of us always and maybe that's from shana we should all have shalom bias and shalom in our goof and in our shama always but when i sit down i always say on friday night reading the jewish novel next to my wife that is pure menucha pure net pure you know, enjoyment, and that's the the whole week. I don't feel such a sense of peace and security. Security, Bar Hashem, thanks to Hashem, but the peace and security in the Nefesh felt on Shabbos. And we should feel that Shabbos is like that. And we should also be an Arab Shabbos Jew. Just as these items were created on Arab Shabbos, Lamala Minateva, we too should try to live our existences, especially on Shabbos, Lamala Minateva, and to try to be an Arab Shabbos Jew as much as we can in all of our days. Join us next time as we talk about seven aspects that a sage talks about in seven aspects that an ignoramus talks about. Traits found in these two types of people here on the P-A-L with Reb T. And I'm your host, Reb T.